Something to think about on this rainy Monday. What's the opposite of ringing a bell? Do you know what the opposite of ringing a bell is, Rowdy? I mean, I was going to say cracking the bell, but speaking of that, the Phillies coming in to American Family Field tomorrow. Uh, what's the um, opposite of ringing the bell? Tapping out? Okay, yeah. I like that. The, the Milwaukee Brewers have tapped out against the San Diego Padres. Uh, wow. They went one. What was it, Rowdy? Four game set. They went one and three. Or, yeah. yeah, and they were lucky to win that one game. Yeah. You, just okay. what happened to the one you bet on, Rowdy? You look at... You look at this series in its entirety. Ooh. You scored the majority of your runs in one inning against the one closer that happens to be arguably the second best closer in the NL behind <laughs> Hater. One inning. Outside of that, you scored one run earlier in that game. And the only thing other than that in the next three games were two Colton Wong swings. Yeah. You went you scored, let's hear it, nine runs in a four game series. Nine. And four were scored in one inning. <laughs> so you scored five runs the rest of the three games. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and like Ugh. you take away Colton Wong. Colton Wong was the entirety of the offense yesterday. Yeah. Uh, if you can see, we're a little perturbed by the Brewers. We opened up this Monday edition of Over the Line by instantly bitching about the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers yesterday uh, tied it up to send it to extra innings. The Brewers, Rowdy, uh, entering into that 10th inning. This is an Adam McKelvey tweet. The Brewers have scored three runs in their last 27 innings, and they'll need at least that many in the bottom of the 10th to again tie it and take a win. They did score one run. So, Rowdy, in 28 innings, the Milwaukee Brewers have scored four runs, and a lot of them from Colton Wong. Well, if you remember when they were finishing up that road trip, which was three cities, 11 games, 10 days, and they came out there, won the series with the Padres, two to one out on the West Coast, split with the Cardinals, two, two, and then went to that four game series in three days with the Cubs, won the first two in that doubleheader, and then lost the next two, but very easily could have won both. Yeah. They end up split, splitting the series with the Cubs in four games, and you feel all right, but it was a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth because it's like, oh, come on. They could have at least won one of those games, if not two, and completely have swept the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Well, they just really rolled right into stealing one against the Padres on Thursday to then just getting crushed basically the next three days. Yeah, they The last six games, they're one in five. And out of their 10, what are they, 4-6? and six. You look at the Milwaukee Brewers, still first place in the NL Central, but there is a team that's creeping up. The St. Louis Cardinals are now just a half game back of the Milwaukee Brewers. Cruz, it's 33-23. The Cardinals, 32-23. Again, a half game back. The Brewers, though, what, played 18 games in 17 days. There was that doubleheader last Monday. Uh, you, it was Monday, right? Whatever. 18, it was Memorial Day, yeah. yeah. 18 games in 17 days. And then you look at uh, the lineups they're throwing out there. A little left to be desired as well because there's a lot of injuries happening to the Milwaukee Brewers. In fact, it's gotten so bad for the Milwaukee Brewers in this stretch that I saw it on Facebook. I screenshotted it. They also tweeted it out. I know our guy Nelly over here a quote tweeted it, but things got so bad for the Brewers yesterday uh, and the series that was that this is the tweet and the Facebook post they sent out. Final. We don't want to talk about it. With a much-needed off day tomorrow and some big bats back in the lineup, we'll be ready to go Tuesday. But, Rowdy, that was their last tweet. Final. 
We don't want to talk about it. So I get that they're missing a ton of players. I mean, we've been talking about that the last month, right? Yep. That, and just in general, this entire season, this Milwaukee Brewers team hasn't been healthy, hasn't been entirety, entirely healthy for the full season so far. But when you do have guys out and you need guys to step up, once you probably look at the guys that are getting paid the most <laughs> that, are supposed, that are supposed to be your best players, they're nowhere to be found. Cause let me ask you, let me ask you this. If, well, don't apply to radio cause radio is kind of weird with this, but the people that do the least amount of work routing, the people that, that aren't really good at their job, do they normally get pay raises or do they normally get the most amount of money in their company or business? See, I think it depends because I think if you get up high enough into bi- into the business <laughs> world and up the ladder, you don't have to do that much. Because you, you, you work hard, then you can rest on your laurels a little bit. But in this case with the Milwaukee Brewers, you have Christian Yelich, who's obviously the highest paid guy. No, Every single person knows that. He has been garbage Jeez, since that cycle and that second tweet. And he's bad. Lorenzo Cain has been so bad the the entire season. They're writing mental health issue articles about him. Did you see those articles? No, I, did, I didn't. What? How he's struggling mentally playing wow. the game because of how bad he's playing. <laughs> okay, Andrew McCutcheon was 0 for 32. Uh, what did Kutch do? He's an, he's an aging veteran, right? What did Kutch do? He had that walk-off winner. Wasn't that against the Padres for the first game? I don't mean to bring up bad memories already for the Razor's Edge. Andrew yeah, McCutcheon, I think that's about his only hits. It was 0 for 32, and he, you know, he got a hit. Instead of feeling sorry for himself, he went out there and, and contributed a little bit. Lorenzo Cain apparently just keeps going farther and farther So Lorenzo Cain was a little bit, I guess, shook when, I guess, Brewers management and Craig Council approached him and said, hey, we're going to start giving you some less time out there. We're going to get you off your feet. But then the Hunter Renfro injury happened, so they had to force him into playing. So he went from being told that he wasn't going to be playing as much due to his play to hey, we have to play you every single day, and then he wasn't performing, so the pressure kept mounting. I, I'll have to find oh, the I found tweets. It right. I got it right here. Ugh. Here it is. Lorenzo Kane. Kane just, just retire. Kane quote. I'll take Yelich with you. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's tough. Kane at a loss. Quote, swing is all over the place. He says, quote, mentally, honestly, I don't know what to do up there right now. My swing is kind of all over the place. I haven't been able to figure things out. They already told me before. Hunter Renfro got hurt that my playing time was probably going to be a lot less, but Renfro got hurt. So I've had to get in there probably more than they want me to right now. How, how would you like that, Rowdy? You're one of the highest paid players on their team. Second. And you, I'm sorry, second highest paid player on the team. And you say, I've had to get in there probably more than they want me to right now. Wow. If the situation is what it is right now. As long as I'm in there, I'm going to go out and compete and try to get it done. If I don't, Hey, that's all you can do. End quote, Lorenzo Kane. <laughs> I only have, one, I only have one word. Retire. Second highest paid player. Low Kane. That's what I, Corey from Marshall messaged me about the series. And I go, I only have one thing to say. I hope Lorenzo Kane retires and he takes Christian Yelich with him. <laughs> Clear that 43 plus million oh, off the books. Wow. Uh, let's see here a little more in the article. Well, once you think those are two of the guys, when you look, well, when yeah. you look yeah, around, yeah, totally. the, when you look around the diamond, you all of a sudden you have uh, 
Omar Nervaya is out because he's on the COVID you got list. The Rones. He's your veteran catcher now. Sounds Victor, like should, hey, it sounds like he should have got his fifth shot. Victor Carantini, he's been a guy that's been around for a minute, but mm-hmm. it's not like he's ever been a big time starting catcher. You're not going to expect much from him. He's actually, I think, been playing about what the Brewers figure he'd be playing at for sure. a level. Sure. Then you look at first base. Keston here has been a prospect that's been having the highs of highs and the lows of lows. Well, let him bat against righties, not against lefties, right, Rowdy? Correct. And then Rowdy, <laughs> Rowdy Telez, yeah, it was a good story. But, I mean, this is a guy that it's not like he was ever ever a world beater or it was like he was a big-time first baseman. You don't. You kind of expect those hey, two to continue to do what they do, He set right? the Brewers record for RBIs at nine. Come on. You expect those two to do kind of what they do? Yeah. Second base, Colton Wong. Well, What's with his errors this year? Again. He he looks so bad out there in the field. It's ridiculous. What's, okay, so you uh, before you continue he on has, this, I how many errors seven, does he have? Seven errors this year. And what's his seven or eight? And you tabulated this for his last couple of years for errors. Oh yeah, the last two years before he combined to have four errors, and he has seven already. Seven or eight, and that's with a hometown scoring. Because if there was, if they weren't a hometown scorer in some of those games, he could easily have nine or ten errors. <laughs> All right, you were at second base. Um, but, yeah, you expect more out of Colton Wong. He's outside of yesterday where he hit two home runs that didn't matter because they still couldn't figure out a way to win. He has been bad. Yep. Shortstop, Willie Adamas is And he ain't talking there. Michael Jackson bad. Luis Arias isn't there. Mike, Mike Brasso <laughs> isn't there. You're down to Pablo Reyes. Ooh. The guys, they didn't even get his position right yesterday. I know. I was going to say this. It got so bad for the Brewers yesterday that when they released their lineup card on Facebook and Twitter, they had listed two third basemen. And then when you look at your third base position, Luis Arias is supposed to be your starter there. He's not there. Brasso also supposed to be a backup there. He's not there. It's been Jace Peterson playing like every single day. You don't expect Jace Peterson to carry this team at all. Then you look at the he's outfield. He's been doing pretty good, though. I mean, No, the, he has yeah. been. But I'm saying he's not a guy you expect to go hit 300. Well, where's he falling in the, the hierarchy team? of the salary? Like, Low Kane's the second highest. Yelly's the first highest. Where's Jace Peterson fall? Like, the bottom. the like, Very the, low. The bottom 10. Very low. <laughs> and then you look at the outfield, though. It's like, okay, Hunter Renfro's out. Tyrone Taylor's been playing above his head, most people would say. Yeah. And then it's Lorenzo Kane, horrible. Christian Yelich, horrible. horrible. I would say Andrew McCutcheon, pretty bad. <laughs> and by the way... Well, hey, hey, Kutch had a couple hits yesterday, though. By the way, when uh, Mark Ananasio says that Andrew McCutcheon is the free agent that caught his eye is the guy that they had to have the apple of his eye. Remember how they were all saying like, Hey, he's going to be a big time DH for us. He's going to basically be the DH both days. Mm -hmm. And we especially love him against lefties because of how well his splits are. Yep. I remember. And I I was sitting there going, well, he would, I don't think they're probably going to have a full-time DH just because there's really no, there's really no great full-time DH on this roster. It'll be a way to get guys off their feet. Well, I would say Andrew McCutcheon has probably been that full-time DH as much as anyone else has. Well, now I know why. Watch him play the field. He's old. Yeah, they're a low cane, old. Cutch, old. Yes. Well, you look at, there was a couple plays that over the weekend that like Andrew McCutcheon up. didn't make, and it's like, man, Andrew McCutcheon makes those plays like five, six years ago. 
Well, there was another one where they gave up a huge run that was really important over the weekend where ball got hit down the third baseline and it hit, it, it took an angle and it hit the sidewall and it popped back out yeah. into like middle left field. Well, McCutcheon, a guy that one hasn't been playing much outfield two hasn't played much outfield at Miller park, mm. you know, in years wasn't used to the carom of the, of the fence or of the wall. And it allowed an extra runners to to score <laughs> because he p- misplayed it off the wall. It's like if he was playing in the outfield consistently, that's not going to happen. You got to know your ball, you know your barn route, you know your ballpark. Yeah, right? and you would think out of all the places that he would have down. I mean, he's only been playing at American Family Field now for two months. Yeah, but granted, as the DH, know your yard. But there was another one where he didn't even get to it. Where it was like, man, a young McCutcheon well, is catching that baseball. We are here until 10 o'clock today for Over the Line. Uh, for some of our affiliates out there, I know uh, a little different time variations. But, yes, here in WOZN and surrounding areas till 10, we got a lot of time to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. 18 games in 17 days. they got some people coming back, though. Yes? Isn't there, like, the some of those, like, theories out there that um, Christmas is really in June and, and Jesus was born in June in the summertime? Oh, yeah, Jesus' birthday isn't actually Christmas. Yeah, like, well, it's but not, it's supposed it's to, you know, I'm saying, like, yeah. the, people theorize that it's in June. Yeah. Do you think we could have, like, after that last six-game stretch where they're one and five, since it is June and we would technically be creeping up on, <laughs> on late June here in a couple weeks, an early Festivus? Ooh, the airing of like grievances? Like a, a midsummer Festivus. A mid instead of a midsummer, <laughs> rowdy, yeah. Instead of a midsummer's night's a midsummer's night's dream, we'll do a midsummer's festivus, a festivus for the rest of us. But it has to revolve around sports, not everything in your life. Yeah. Just just a midsummer sports because it's the downtime in sports too. We run I the, love the D bag of the I year. I love it. I love it, rowdy. Yes. All right. I see phone lines blowing up. One second. Uh, we have ourselves. A lot to get to today from the Packers. I got some NBA stuff. Uh, not in the finals. Warriors tied it up one apiece. A little bit of the war- of finals. But I have some NBA stuff involving the Bucks and LeBron James and the Lakers and Michigan. It's going to be crazy. We got that. We got some new NIL stuff for Wisconsin Badger uh, Athletics. And, um, yeah, just easing into the week on this Monday. Let's go to the phones, though. Good morning. Line one, who's this? Yo, DW. DW, you're on hold for a while, brother. What's happening? Thanks for waiting, my man. Hey, man, Roddy hit all the points that I wanted to hit, but, you know, the one thing that I'm going to say is who are these hitting coaches? We have two I mean, of them. There's two of them now. Let's, let's fire them right now. I mean, I haven't seen – I went to the game on Saturday, <laughs> and I left after the six innings. It was so bad, the offense. Oh, no. They couldn't even they – couldn't, they couldn't, you know – Yelich, thank God he didn't play, but... <laughs> you, God, hey, you, DW, can you believe you're saying that? Yelich, thank God he didn't play. Can you believe that? Yeah, no. But, <laughs> like Brody said, you got $43 million there in between the combined Kane and Yelich. They got, what, six dingers? And maybe 20 RBIs? It's, it's a waste of money. Let's see, DW. Uh, it's basically, well, DW, it's basically whatever Christian Yelich has done because Kane hasn't done anything. You saw you saw 12 hits total on Saturday. Six from the yeah. Brewers, six from the Padres, but Padres win 4 nothing. Well, And you know what? And Rowdy Tellez hit two of them. They're basically half-check swing singles. <laughs> um, so it, mean, wasn't, it wasn't the most fun time at the ballpark oh, then, DW? Oh, thank God we were in the uh, uh, suite up at the National. Oh, there you go. 
mutual suites so the food was really fancy. You're living, you're living the high life on us, dude. You're looking down at the peasants. I get it. You better believe it. <laughs> but my thing is, if you got hitting coaches, you haven't seen anybody change their hitting stance since spring training. I mean, Yelich has been stuck in a three-year slump. Wouldn't you listen to your hitting coach say, let's try a different stance? I think at this point, I which think, one do you listen to? If you remember when the, everybody was There's rolling, two. it was Darnell Coles in 2018. But they also had, right. I would say the core players are quite different now. And since right. then, it was Andy Haynes, and now you have two. What is it, Timmins, yeah. and you have Dawson. Uh, Dawson. <clears throat> Honestly, well, Timmons at, and Connor at, Dawson. At some point, hey. how many more hitting coaches are you going to go through until you just look at the players and go, "You guys stink." I'll tell you what. You get a hold of counsel, tell them I'll quit my job and come down there for five thousand dollars a day and show them how to hit. <laughs> or, or, or teach them how to hit. Hey, D- hey, DW, if you need an assistant, I'll do that too. I'll do. I'll do half of your salary though for that a day. All right. Well, thanks for listening to me, boys. I mean, I'm thank God for our pitching staff, but hopefully nobody else gets hurt. Well, hey, D- D- oh, I know, right? DW, let me ask you, bro. Did you did you tailgate at all ahead of time? Were you just ready for the sweet and the food? Did you tailgate before? Yeah. Uh, we went in like an hour and a half before the game, so we seen the end of batting practice. And, you know, my girlfriend was there. She wanted to take leftovers home. I told you, I told her not to embarrass me. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I don't think, <laughs> hang on a second here. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say in a suite that they wanted to take leftovers home. Can you, can you do that? Is that possible? No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Oh, you okay. Boy. I was like, that's funny. You're funny, DW. I like you, man. Hey, DW, it'll get better. There is 162 games total. So it's the ebbs I, and flows. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm right on the end of the end, edge of the cliff right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, don't, don't jump, DW, okay? Don't jump. All right. All right see you, buddy. See you, boys. See you, man. I'm the edge of the cliff. There is, and our guy, our guy Sports Pat, just hit me up too. And he was saying, uh, Kane bears his soul. Yelich, not so much. And then he says, last I heard, there was 162 games in the season. So right now, I mean, this is this is sports, though. Yeah, but one thing, do you want to watch these guys play 162 games? And when I say these guys, I'm talking about Kane and Yelich. Well, I mean, DW... I, Imagine, imagine if I were to tell you, what twenty nine after twenty nineteen, Rowdy? If I were to tell you, or twenty eighteen, right before and then right before Yelly hurt his kneecap, that you would be saying a couple of years from then, thank God Christian Yelich wasn't playing. Or even just the winter after twenty nineteen when he signs that deal. Like yeah. if you were the person when he signed that deal and everyone, everyone was happy because I was team friendly. It seemed like a great deal. Yeah. Christian Yelich is going to be awful the next three years. You're not even going to want him on this team three years from now. People would have thought you were crazy. Yeah, DW, you're the man. I love you, brother. One of the that's one of the most alarming but hilarious things I've heard. But it's what we're all thinking about. Yelly, think he didn't play Saturday. DW in attendance at the game says, "Thank God Yelich wasn't in the lineup." That would be that's your highest paid player and a guy that you would want to see at the ballpark if you were. Thinking about twenty eight. Just imagine what the Brewers could do with almost forty four million dollars to be spent on better players. Forty four million dollars. Rowdy, Mark Adonazio could buy a bigger stake in Norwich City, the English Premier League team that he wants an eighteen percent stake in. He could buy a nineteen percent stake. Think of the bats that everyone wants that they could get for forty four million. Probably get two of them. Hey, we could probably get instead of two hitting coaches, maybe we get two other ones. We get four hitting coaches, Rowdy. We've been bitching about NIL and how Wisconsin seems to be very. What did um, who was it saying that? Um, well, oh, no, Ryan Day, Ryan Day for Ohio State was saying. See, that's that's different. 
Well, here, hang on. Ryan Day was saying that if you're in like a 45 mile per hour speed limit and you're going the speed limit, 45 miles per hour, there's people zooming right by you, i.e. like the Alabamas, yeah. et cetera, people speeding right by you for NIL name, image, likeness. Wisconsin, to us, I don't even know if they're on the road that has the speed. I think they're parked somewhere. But you're also talking about two different things. You're talking about Paul Christ hasn't really ever made comments on it. Yeah. So we don't know his musings like... Oh, we appreciate it. Right. Because Ryan Day's speaking about it. But yet the University uh, of Ohio, Ohio State University is haven't really heard them being like, yeah, we're jumping into the NIL. Yeah, that's true. And, and so, what did Ryan Day say? He needs $15 million just to, keep his, ro- $13 million just to yep. keep his roster intact of NIL money. And so you have the university who has created UW. Yep, UW, a marketplace of all the athletes. You can right. go on there and see, so hey. You uh, can go on there and an individual like us. Like, like I want if, Graham Mertz to give me a shout-out for $30 in my business. I'll right. click on that option, and then Mertz will send you a video, and you can post it. Or that that's more there for, like, hey, do you want Graham Mertz to show up at your kid's birthday party? Yeah. $100 <laughs> per yeah. hour. Braylon Allen, uh, what's he cost if I want to uh, have him endorse my business in, like, uh, like a picture or something? Right. Oh, $100. And that's what that's there for. Um but do it, any kids want Graham Mertz to show up to their birthday party? Probably. Nobody's that as much as cynical as you are. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, after that Illinois game, everyone yeah, wanted him. Everybody at the party. wanted him. Now it's just even so kind of after that Michigan game. Well, you remember how there's studies coming out that uh, more and more that attention spans are becoming less and less. What you say? And huh? and memories becoming worse and worse. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if people are even going to remember that Illinois game. (laughs) Well, apparently our our attention spans still remember it. So, okay. So there's the UW. There's the marketplace where the where the individuals and they team up with like that firm or whatever you want to call it for Wisconsin that helps them out to put their right stuff up there. Yeah. Well, now a group of Wisconsin donors, and this is something we've been bitching about. It's like people need to step up to the plate and do something. A group of Wisconsin donors have launched a collective to provide NIL opportunities for Wisconsin athletes, the Varsity Collective, to open up another avenue for Badger athletes to make money off their name and image likeness. Oh, by the way, if you uh, try to search for it on Twitter, there is a Varsity Collective Twitter account, but Mm. it's uh, the newspaper for the University of Cape Town. Oops. (laughs) Um, That's fine. So we can get a new Twitter name. Yeah, it's, It's a good step. Um, there's, there's a few other universities that already have their own, whatever name collective they got. Um, so yeah, it's a step in the right direction. And I think this is going to be more for at least how they describe it. Opportunities for the student athletes to explore. Yeah, here, I'll be, here's the press release, the press, uh, a little snippet, the organization, the varsity collective said, quote, this will be the principal destination for Wisconsin Badgers student athletes to identify business opportunities while also providing a platform for any Badger fans to financially support the collective. Yeah. So this this is more of a for the student athlete to get out there and maybe be their own have them be proactive. Like they're their own salesperson to find yeah, to find a business to be like, "Hey, Here's what I bring to the table. Would you like to give yeah, me money to you know help your business out with what I do for Wisconsin? How and how I see it, there'll be those situations. I guarantee where you're in on a recruit, and this collective helps out, mm-hmm. not by the uh, 
the not by the university asking them to. Uh, but you know, you think they're handing any varsity bags out? Uh, <laughs> some uh, McDonald's bags turned upside down. <laughs> well, the money falls out then. Well, no, they make them oh, that way. Okay, they make gotcha. them special. Gotcha, it's, gotcha, gotcha. it's the golden um, aqueducts. So uh, we've we've been in this conversation. So I'm glad there's another avenue. I'm glad that there's donors stepping up because we were talking about that. Like, like I was thinking, who's the of all the Wisconsin alum uh, alumni? Who's the one with the most money? Who's got the big, deepest pockets and the biggest bag? That would be Epic Systems. Yeah, not happening. Uh, Judith Faulkner. Yeah, and she's not a. Not a sports person. Sports from person what from, I've from our gatherings. So you look at this, you're like, all right, I'm glad donors are stepping up. And this is fronted by who? Brooks Bollinger? Brooks Bollinger and Ted Kellner. Now, you might know the name because his, his name is on Kellner Hall. Yep. And it faces into the stadium there. Yeah. Uh, next to the, the new uh, so south end zone. Bollinger said, quote, I love what we were doing with the Varsity Collective. It's an honor to be partnering with a group of successful and passionate Badger alumni who want to enhance the Wisconsin Badger student-athlete experience. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, NIL, there's been, you know, Ben Rowdy and I and other callers. I know Pete from Nona, has, or Marquette Pete now, yeah. has called in and talked about it as well. I love how he argues with Ben. But it was, um, <laughs> it was you know, will Wisconsin get left in the dust with NIL? Because they seem to be, you know, dragging their heels a little bit. And so a lot of other players, uh, places, excuse me. Yeah. Or is it just going to be the same old, same old? Like, the rich will get richer or will stay rich. And the people that, you know, are fine with getting the lower recruits and staying in, State and yada yada yada. Eventually, we'll beat an Ohio State maybe once every ten years, and they'll keep being on that same tier of straddling tier one and tier two. Yeah. Well, it, it's also one of those things. I don't know how much it's going to affect Wisconsin's recruiting, and you'll you'll probably be able to keep your level of recruiting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, get those high three end. Uh, the high three end stars and the four stars you have been, and yeah, you'll still get your occasional five star offensive lineman. In sure, here. I don't think it's going to affect Wisconsin to the point where they're going to be pulling in these five star. And like people are like, oh yeah, it's because they don't have the money. Yeah, they do. Wisconsin is one of the best universities that for presidents of Fortune 500 companies, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It it still tops in the nation in that category. The money is out there. Whether this collective can now bring that in, it's much like my musings on the difference between the SEC and the Big Ten in terms of their television deal. The Big Ten will always get more money because more people, whether you like it or not, want to watch the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. There's more. They have a larger footprint than the 14 Big Ten <laughs> cities they're in. Like, I get the SEC forced down my throat. And you don't yes, like that. Yes, they have good football. Yeah. I, I stopped there. <laughs> I stop there. That's called a pregnant pause in the, the Big business, Ten universities go beyond one sport. And yes, SEC has okay basketball. But that's... They have f- pretty good baseball. But it's not a huge yeah, money-making it's not, sport. It's not even a huge money-making sport for them. Yeah, you know, and the ACC has more than football. The uh, the Pac-12 has more than football. The Big Twelve has more than football, and and a lot more. And uh, it, it's these other conferences Mm-mm. have a bigger footprint than the SEC. Sure. The SEC has won the arms race as of right now because they need to. Yeah, you want to get into a real arms race. 
other conferences have a lot more money out there to be brought in than the SEC does. Interesting. How about these NIL what-ifs? If there was NIL, do you think the Wisconsin Badgers could have kept J.J. Watt another year? Therefore, him and Russell Wilson would have been on the same team. And obviously, that was two years where the the Brewers, the Badgers went to -to back-to-back Rose Bowls. Obviously, they lost with J.J. Watt against TCU. I think a lot of people would agree they probably should have run the ball a little bit more, probably would have won that game. Maybe. Then you had the next year where they lost to the Oregon Ducks just because they literally couldn't contend with how fast Oregon was. But, I mean, I think it would have helped out quite a bit having J.J. Watt on that team that season. Hell, they might not even match up against the Oregon Ducks because they might have been in a better bowl. Maybe the national championship. Who knows? But how about another NIL what if if we're doing? uh, Well, real quick, let me answer your first what if. Would there be an NIL uh, NIL deal in Wisconsin to counteract J- or to counter offer JJ Watt, who got eleven point two four million dollars when he was selected for the eleventh overall pick by the Texans? See, it would have been. That's why I said, if there was NIL, do you think it would have yeah. got him to stay? Because we do see that. I think it was Ken Sumlin's the guy, former Texas A and M coach that was the one that kind of figured out the loopholes with the insurance policies mm-hmm. that was able to convince a few people that were higher prospects in the NFL draft to stay. But how about the other NIL? What if for the Wisconsin Badgers, what if they talked Sam Decker into staying one more year? <laughs> Cause then after the two straight final fours, they were that close to going to another final four. What did they lose in the uh, sweet 16 on a buzzer beater against Florida? Rowdy. Had they, but tried, had, I tried to block that. Up. Had they had Sam Decker, they're gonna beat Florida, and I think Florida lost to was it South Carolina who made the uh, yeah Final Four. Yeah. They're Good gonna memory. they're gonna run through South Carolina. They would have been in the Final Four. It would have been three straight Final Fours if Sam De- Decker came back. I like these what ifs, Rowdy. Hell yeah, it's it's nil has just and I think out of those two, a lot easier to say hey. I think Sam Decker would come back over J.J. Watt just because of where they fell in the draft. I think Watt would have commanded a lot more money than where when Decker kind of fell into the later. Yeah, I love these what-ifs. NIL has like taken the nation over by storm. A lot of opinions on it, but Rowdy, we were talking off air a little bit, and you said, what about NIL? It's like, well, I think the topic is a little boring at times. I think it's boring just because... Because nothing's happened. Yeah, I mean, for the most like part... It hasn't, we haven't seen... NIL hasn't impacted the Wisconsin Badgers recruiting. But I'm sure that all changes because all the kids that have already committed and already did everything, they've already been locked in since yeah. before this policy was enacted for the most part. Yeah. And now it'll be not this year's freshmen, but the freshmen after that start getting more impact due to the NIL change in the rules. So like for right now, it's just kind of like, eh, I feel like a holding something pattern. To, to see what yeah, something to talk about, but something to overreact about. From it doesn't one really trip my trigger either, just because it, it's nothing that we've seen impact any college football yet. Yeah. Go to the phones. Just Ohio State and Texas A&M and Alabama bitching more than normal. Line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you Oh, my God. The president of the Mike Budenholzer fan club, Wanakee Chapter, our guy Bobby. What's up, dude? Just living the dream, baby. Just living (laughs) the dream. Hey, real quick question. Uh, Have you left us yet, the state of Wisconsin? I have not. I have not. Good. But it is also above 40 degrees, so <laughs> when the temperature dips, I will dip on out of here. So you are you, mo- so, are you being like a snowbird then, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'll be snowbirding. Oh, okay. So, so we'll get you. We'll I'll get be you back during the summer. We'll get you. Okay, so it's like, you know, a, a, 
parent or kids of a split, you know, household. We'll get you in the summertime. Okay. Right. So I have to figure out. I we're I the fun loving dad. We're the fun loving so dad can, for the summertime, and you go out and stay with the cruel mom during the winter. Okay, I get it. Right. So I know this nil thing's been kind of beat to death, but I just feel like, as usual, the Badgers have their feet stuck in the mud, and they're going to wait and be waiting. Unbelievable. And Bobby? Season ticket holder. I know for a fact that they have been, every season, trying to get me to move up a section. They try to get me to donate more money. They try to get me to um, buy more expensive seats. And if they don't get into this arms race in the beginning, they're absolutely no one's going to be eager to watch the gap between Ohio State and the Badgers continue to get larger and larger and larger. And I feel like it's going to be a trickle-down theory. Everybody's saying, well, it won't affect the recruiting. I respectfully disagree because I think the other universities are going to start going after these, you know, four stars and three star players um, and pick them off ahead of time. And then the Badgers will not have the opportunity to go get them. Yeah, we'll see what happens more and more. I mean, for Wisconsin, I mean, Ben Kenny's now messaging us, trying to, like, air check us. I don't really know why. Rowdy, you were talking specifically Wisconsin when it comes to NIL for the most part, right? It's like they've had some of these guys in the last year do, like, deals in season. Like, what was it? Um, Alabama quarterback got, like, a huge deal. Yeah. For the Badgers, it's like I remember hey, Mission Barbecue. Graham Graham Mertz is selling T-shirts. No one wants them. It's like the one guy had Baby Groot as his. Um, oh, yeah. I can't even remember who it was. And, was it Colin Wilder? Yeah, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, so. And then yeah, but Mission that, Mission Barbecue is like, hey, you're my eat point. here. But you're making my point. If we don't spend big money and go get somebody that doesn't have to hawk his own T-shirts at a stand <laughs> before the game, you know, we well, he's got, got a website, not a stand. People. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they shut shut down his website for lack of activity, but um, it was costing more to have the website, and they're pretty cheap these days than what he was bringing in. You know, I did look at the website though; his prices are ridiculous. I know, dude. It's like a baby onesie; it's like forty dollars. Like, right? It's like, dude, I've seen your performances. There should be like a sixty-five percent off sale. And let's be honest: the baby right. either is going to be watching the game with you, and or just it's a baby, and it's probably going to puke on the shirt, anyways. Where you got that? Okay, can I totally switch gears? Totally, please. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting sick okay. of the nil stuff, but yeah. Totally. Okay, so I'm going to take us completely off the planet for a second. So I love getting off the planet. Always- I do it all the time. So this weekend, I'm out with my wife. We're at a gas station, and she says, are you hungry for something? And I'm like, yeah, grab me anything. So I love my wife to death. You know, she's big on the pork rinds thing. So she goes in. This is my poll or my my question I'm asking. And she brings back not beef jerky, not pretzels. She brings back corn nuts. Oh, no. Is that an acceptable thing? To, <laughs> no. I didn't know they made those no, anymore. No, it's not acceptable. No, what, are we living in like the, the 40s? No. Corn nuts? What? Who eats I'm those? Banned. I'm like, what the hell is that? Uh, but this is your what? I assume you, like, Dude. when you married her, you, you knew who she was, right? Like, I know what? I know you, honey. I've been, I've been with her for 20 years, and she wheels out corn nuts. I'm like, what the hell is this? In the 20 years you've known her, have you ever seen her eat, have you ever seen her eat corn nuts? Yes. What? But, but not like. <laughs> hey, honey, I'm hungry. Grab me anything. Here's corn nuts. Right. What Who universe? Does that? 
who does that. And apparently I your wife. Apparently your better half does that. gas station snack. I, I'm saying if, no. If, if I was starving, if, there was, if, if the world had ended and all the food had expired and the only thing left on this world was corn nuts, I would go hungry. I would well, say actually, there would be two things left: the pork rinds and the corn nuts. Which oh, and the circus the and, the, and the orange circus peanuts from the candy aisle. I would say I love those. Oh Bob, my god! Depending uh, on the gas I station, love those. if it's like a quick trip or something where it, corn nuts, probably a little bit better service, a little cleaner. I'd say all the sandwiches and everything are fair game. But you start looking around at some of these, yeah, it's maybe just a bag of chips or a candy bar. But yeah, corn nuts isn't high up on the bag of chips list. Corn nuts. This place was sketchy. I would never (laughs) have eaten anything like that, like was food. Like, like, like not a roller dog. You want to get a roller? You want to get a roller dog? The last time I rolled the dice, the last time I rolled the dice was coming back from spring break, our senior year of college. And it was literally just this little ho-dunk place in the middle of nowhere in like Northern Georgia. And I'm just like, eh, there was kind of some like Kentucky fried chicken type. That'd be Georgia fried chicken. Really. Yeah, but it was it was out there under the thing and there wasn't really anything left. And I ended up doing that. Everyone else went with chips and everything. I also had my head out the window puking like an hour later. Hey, Bobby, we have, we have a Yo. question from one of our listeners on Twitch. Um, your father and mother-in-law, he asked, were your <laughs> wife's parents carnies? <laughs> were my wife's parents? No, Hence they the were not carnies. Hence the corn nuts. not carnies. I can confirm that they were not carnies. <laughs> and they did not live in a tent. <laughs> All right, Bobby, this is a great question because corn nuts have never even ever been on my radar. I had them one time like years and years ago, and they were terrible. So I never would get them again. So. Dude, I, I don't have anything against them. I just... It was the oddest thing. I just wanted to know if I was losing my mind. No, you're not. You're like, carny, uh, carnies. Corn nuts are not an acceptable. Hey, go get me a snack food. No, no, it's not. All right. Bob, you're the man. Much love, you guys. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> Corn nuts. <laughs> Andrew Wagner. Find him on Twitter at ByAndrewWagner. Uh, Forbes.com. Crushing it everywhere. A- Andrew? Yes. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Andrew, first, let's just I'm get better than the Milwaukee Brewers right now. Oof, that's why know, that's why we're going to talk about momentarily. But let, first, let's just uh, let's just get this out of the way. Uh, yesterday or the start of the series against the Padres, something good did happen. The angels and God has shown his light upon us as for the first time this season. Food is back for the reporters in the press box. Yes. Oh, baby. Yes. The ice cream machine is back. The sausage machine is back. <laughs> the salad bar. Yeah, who cares? You the don't. Hey, hey, back. you don't win friends with salad. That's right. That's right. We are what we had. The omelet bars was back yesterday before the game. Mm. All was right in the world. Let us rejoice again. That was the sound of the angels singing, Andrew, with that being back. Must have felt good, baby. What didn't feel good, actually, was the Milwaukee Brewers, though. Now, I know the first game of the series against the Padres won in dramatic fashion, but check this out. So our guy Rowdy over here, he's a victim of when he was born. And, you know, Rowdy, when it comes to 80s movies, you probably are really cautious on spending your time watching an hour and 40 minutes of an 80s movie, correct? Well, just to sum it up, I think most 80s movies are pretty cheesy and they didn't age well. 
into the current time, especially with the special effects in movies. So normally not huge fan of going back and watching them. And Tommy Cruz, you're not really the... He's hit or miss for me. The Brewers were so bad over the, the weekend, Andrew, that Rowdy watched Top Gun, the original, for the first time ever, an 80s movie, which he doesn't care for, and Tommy Cruz, and he actually enjoyed it over watching the Brewers score zero runs Friday and Saturday. I wish I had that option because I would have even watched Tom Cruise and Top Gun. But yeah, because you were in the ballpark. It was not. It was not pretty. It was not pretty. Um, You were looking at a team that was literally running on fumes. I mean, they had. You could just tell there was nothing left of the tank at that point. Um, But eighteen games in seventeen. See, I considered going to one of the games over the weekend, but then I figured, you know, I'd actually want to go party in Nashville if I wanted to watch the sounds play. Because that's what it felt like. That's a good show. Rowdy's bringing it, dude. That was a zing. That was a zing. Well, I mean, to be completely honest, a lot of those guys that have been playing are guys you probably would see more on the Nashville scene. Well, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's all part of it. Uh, Listen, the one thing to take away from all this is is consider the fact that, okay, uh, the Brewers played 18 games in 17 days. They did so without Willie, Willie Adamas. During that stretch, they lost Brandon Woodruff. They lost Freddie Peralta. Um, they had five different pitchers make major league debuts. <laughs> um, they've got guys that were just, you know, beat to hell. I mean, Colton Wong, I mean, you could tell by the end of yesterday's game, he could barely walk. He'd been taking it so hard. Uh, they lost Omar Narvaez at one point uh, to COVID. Uh you know, basically everything except the apocalypse happened during this stretch. Yet, they went 9-9. Nine and nine, Yeah, they're first place which, still, too. Yeah. And granted, yeah, it's only down to a half game. Fine, whatever. It's June 6th. You know, there's still four months left. They're getting everybody back. They went 9-9 nine and nine during that hell stretch. Um, they're going to have their guys back. And you have a hell stretch like this now. That pays off in the future because you're going to end up with way more off days while another team goes through a hell stretch, which we saw in 2018 when the Cubs had one of those at the end. Um, So, yeah, it it could have been worse. Let's put it that way. It wasn't great, but it definitely could have been worse. Andrew Wagner joining us right now. Andrew, I'm trying to think of another Simpsons quote where Bart says, this is the worst day of my life, and Homer says, Something along the lines of, this is the, God, I can't remember. It's like, it's, it's going to get worse, I think is what Homer alludes to. I can't remember the exact quote. But for the Brewers, I hope it does get better because tomorrow the Phillies come in, right? And are we, how many guys are we expecting back? Is Luis Urias coming back? Hunter Renfro? Willie Adonis? Are they all coming back? Because the Brewers' Twitter account, and also did a Facebook post over it after the game yesterday when they lost in 10, saying, we don't want to talk about it. With a much-needed off day tomorrow and some big bats back in the lineup, we'll be ready to go Tuesday. Are we getting these, all these guys back or what? It sure seems like Willie Adamas uh, will be back, probably Hunter Renfro, too. Uh, you know, Louis Sirius will have had three days off now to, to let that thumb recover. So, yeah, I think I think those three guys will And I be think Narvaez comes um, back for the weekend. Yeah, I think he'll be back by the end of the week. So, you know, they're, they're coming back. They're getting healthy. Things will start to return to normal. Uh, cats and dogs will return to their own bedrooms and... The mass hysteria will subside. 
it's just you can't. I know it was a tough stretch. Uh, ben, Kenny, and I were doing the show when Ebo was on vacation, and we were just hoping for that uh, eleven game road trip, a five and six or a six and five, and then you kind of uh, snowballed into this Padre series. But man, was it tough to watch the Brewers the last six games here with the uh, back-to-back tough losses to the Cubs, and then what we watched against San Diego. I think the hell I, I think the Brewers are thankful just for a day off today. But then you look at their schedule going forward; they have quite a few days off the rest of this month. I think they have one off next Monday, and in July they have almost every single Thursday off. Which is is. I'll use 2018 as an example again. Look at the schedule the last month of 2018. Um, things could not have worked out better for them. They had every Monday off again during that stretch. So yeah, you're right. Uh, and they're going to need every one of these days off because the June schedule is pretty tough, too. They are playing a lot of contenders. We've been hearing for two months, oh, the Brewers are only in first place because they played absolutely nobody. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't care who uh, they play. They can play this the school of blind kids. Like I don't care. Go in. I yeah, they got they got a pretty tough schedule this month. You know the Braves are back. I, was it the Braves again this month? No, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I know they've got a bunch of contenders this month. They have um, Philly, the Washington, Tampa, or yeah, Tampa, St. Louis, Toronto. Who's now really hot? The Mets and the Mets. Yep, Toronto's on there. The Mets are on there. So they, they they're going to play some tough tough teams this month and, and those off days will help um it's going to help you, you for sure it's going to help you rest your starters uh it's going to buy you a little bit of time uh, as you try to get woody and freddie back in the fold so you okay. know, the, the, the schedule the schedule give it the schedule take it away uh, and, yes. and this month it give it well i think when you look at the schedule like i i said they have today off then they have next monday off but then you get to july they have every single Thursday off but one, and then they also have the All-Star break. So, I mean, they have a ton of yeah. days off here coming up once they can make it to July. And then you look at their schedule even further. They've played a ton of road games. Normally the Brewers, yep. what do we know with the Milwaukee Brewers in the last 20 years? Normally they're better at home, and normally we're relying on the bats, not the pitching. Well, they've had a ton of road games, and it's the pitching this year, just like last year, that they're relying on. Uh, speaking of the bats. Yeah, and the second half of that schedule is going to be so laden with home games. You know, we were talking to Colton Wong about this last night. Something as simple as sleeping on your own bed mm. with your own pillows. Like, everyone knows, like, when you sleep on a bad pillow, you're all jacked up for the next three days. Mm. It happens when you get old. Like, those home games at the end of the schedule are going to pay off in droves because – Less travel, less wear and tear on the body, resting, relaxing, expanded rosters. Like, all is fine. You know, it's June 6th. It's a half-game lead. It ain't great, but at some point, the Cardinals will go on a hell stretch. Like, the Brewer just went on. I'm going to hold you to that, by the way. I'm going to hold you to that. The only thing that I get a little bit uh, nervous with the St. Louis Cardinals is, I mean, they haven't been healthy either. Now, they haven't been as banged up as the Brewers. I don't know if many teams have been because, I mean, we've talked about this pretty much the last two months. Brewers haven't been 100% healthy with their entire team, like, at all this season. But they will most likely get, what, Jack Flaherty back sometime this summer, late June, early July. That could be a little worrisome, but... I just think the biggest thing for the Brewers is you just got to keep winning series. You just somehow find ways just to win. Just win, baby. Right, Andrew? Just win, baby. How about that quote? 
And that's that's been the story all year. I mean, up until this little stretch, just win the series, just win the series. I, let me ask um, you on this, Andrew. And they've been doing it. Let me ask you on the. I want to talk a little offensive side. Now, there's a million dollar question, and I'll save it for the end. And we don't have to talk too much about it because whatever. Uh, but uh, what do you, what do you do with Lorenzo Cain? I mean, they talked about him taking less time. Uh, what is he batting? One sixty nine right now. I just. What? Who 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 are you gonna play right now? That's what I'm that, saying. That, like, what do you that, what do you do with Lokane? It's just you just got to grin and bear it. He's gonna he's gonna move into you know as you get Renfro back as you get guys back he is gonna move into that late inning defensive replacement. Uh, he'll get a he'll get a start when the matchup dictates it, but he's not going anywhere. They're not gonna cut him. Um, he still provides value defensively. He still provides value in in the dugout and in the clubhouse, and that that counts for something, whether you want to believe that or not. But once they get their full gamut of guys back, you know Hunter Renfro, especially, you'll see Kane taking less and less of a role. There's just nothing they could really do right now because of the injuries. You know they had to they had to put people out there. Yeah. See if this was like well, 20, I have an idea. I have an idea. If this was like 2023, 2024. It wouldn't be as difficult to say, hey, let's go grab Garrett Mitchell or Sal Freelich or Joey Weimer because they're crushing it. But all three of those guys who are top prospects for the Brewers are one and two years away, and bringing them up now would probably do more harm than good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, yeah, Keston Hero. Keston. You know, everyone clamors for the prospect. Everyone clamors for the prospect. And then what happens? You He's know, a beast guys. against righties. Come on, dude. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying, Lorenzo Kane is part of this team. He's a big part of this team. Um, he's not going anywhere. Well, I have an idea. I, 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 I have an idea. I have an idea. Need to cut the losses. What's I, that? I have an idea for Lorenzo Kane. And Rowdy brought this up uh, before, when we were talking about you coming on uh, off air. And I'll Rowdy to bring it up again. Low Kane. Here's what he could do when he's up there. Bunt. No, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> B-U-N-T. Bunt. Andrew. Rowdy, tell me. For the 18,493rd time (laughs) today alone, I will say it. If it was that simple and that effective and that (laughs) successful, you would see guys going up there bunting every at-bat. I don't know when the perception became a laziness thing or an ego thing or whatever it is. That leads people to think that guys just don't do it anymore. It doesn't work in today's game. Yes, the analytics. Look at the way guys yes, are pitching. The analytics told me. Look at the way guys are. Not, not even the analytics. Like beyond that, look at the way guys are pitching today. Go watch pitching ninja gifs for five minutes and tell me you're going to stand in there and bunt against that crap. It just doesn't. Like yesterday. Uh, who was it? I, I, I made the snarky remark to Rowdy. He went up there and showed, I think it was Victor Caratini. He went up there and showed bunt. Then the guy came back with nothing but sinkers that were basically scraping dirt the whole way in. <laughs> Are you going to get down your belly and pool cue it? No. It's just the way guys pitch today makes bunting an ineffective part of the game. See, I don't see. I think this gets blown out of proportion that everyone thinks everybody's calling for a bunt every time somebody's on base. There might be like one or two people in the crowd that do that. But sometimes when I see a guy on, say, second base, and I see Lorenzo Cain coming up, and he's batting less than what I weigh, I go, man, just lay one down here and get out of the box. 
Yeah, and guys on the mound happen to be thinking the same thing, and they're like, well, I'm not going to give him anything that he can because at the end of the day, the pitcher's job is to keep the hitter from being successful. You know, so, uh, when was baseball invented? A couple and, years and, after and Civil War? Professor Council likes to say the cat and mouse that is baseball. Yeah. What did the, when was baseball invented, Roddy? Like a couple years after the Civil less War? Less than 10 years after the Civil War. So bunting has been around since less than 10 years after the Civil War, but now in the past, what? How many years where it said no to bunting anymore? That's just strange. Andrew Wagner joining us right now. So, uh, Drew, really quick, it's the million dollar. Well, it's actually, uh, what's, what's the LA's country? 26. Christian Yelich makes almost $27 million a year. What do we, do we need to go get like Joe Boo and put it in his, like, what, like, what do we expect now from Yelly? Like, uh, can he still do it? Are we still on that, like, he can still do it? What are we at with now, Christian Yelich, on, on the Yelly meter? Where are we I, at? I have no ungodly idea right now what, what is going on with Christian Yelich. Um, I've well, I, seen, know, I know I've what's going seen on. Everyone he stinks. and writing like, Yes, I've seen everyone writing and tweeting the numbers since the cycle. I saw Ben Kenny, uh, who took a nice break from raving about Philadelphia and whatever slap the Badgers are bringing in to, to point out Christian Yelich's struggles. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I mean, it's just well, no one does. I mean, that's just really give it to Memorial Day. Yeah, he, yeah, he stinks. But you know, I'm more interested in the reasons why. And I, I can't see it. I can't figure it out. For the life of me, I can't. The job was wrong. So I went on a deep dive for Christian Yelich. Man, this was at the beginning of the year when he was really struggling. But first off, when the Brewers had the opportunity, they go nine and nine. They had the opportunity, in my opinion, to probably go eleven and seven, and we would have been feeling really good about it. But they had some lackluster games where they just didn't show up or they couldn't hold on to a lead. The biggest thing that's disappointing for me is the fact that when you are down all these players, if you're going to continue to win and play good baseball, you're going to have to put a little bit more weight on some of your better players. And that happens to be the Lorenzo Canes and the Christian Yelich's of the world. And they're just not cutting it. And that's what's disappointing. All right, I, I, well, so what do you mean by putting more weight on them? Like, like I mean, they're the, I know, they're, they're they're the two that... They're the two that you would expect would have to step up when all of a sudden you look around and it's like, hey, we have Lorenzo Kane, past all-star, former gold glover, obviously Christian Yelich, former all-star, former MVP. I expect them to step up and play well, not the Nashville sounds, Pablo Reyes, <laughs> and some of the other clowns that have been called up recently. Uh, they're, they're called the Brewers. Agreed. Called and the and, Brewers. and, and, and believe it or not, they they expect to be playing better too. I, I guess I, I look at it as... as you know, what? what's the solution at this point? I mean, none of those guys are getting benched. None of those guys are getting trained. None of those guys are getting sent down. All that's really left to do is for them to figure it out. You know what he's got to do? You know what he's got to do. And it's it's going to be mid-July. They call it the Midsummer Classic. He's got to go. He's got to do the home run derby. He's got to try and Juan Soto his swing. Go from hitting line drives to all of a sudden derby, and then he just crushes home runs the second half of the season. Or hell of a strategy. Let's see if it pays off. Go look at Juan Soto's numbers. He was hitting a lot of line drives and just couldn't figure it out. Did the home run derby. Absolutely snapped out of it and was a monster the rest of the season. Or, Andrew, I have another suggestion for uh, Yelly or Locaine. Bunt. What's that? Bunt. Well, here's the other. I got out of bed for this. (laughs) 
Here's the thing, I'm Andrew. I'm not a bet for this. Here's the thing, Andrew. I'd rather listen to Kenny break down, make excuses for what's Well, hey, guess what? Losing. Guess who just strolled into the studio? That would be one young Ben Kenny. What's up, Andrew? Was he getting, was he getting coffee for Paul Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was carrying his water, though. What are you saying, Rudy? No, I was going to say, I don't get why Yelich wouldn't do the home run derby and try and snap out of it because it's not going to get any worse if he does do the home run derby. It can get worse, right? Well, that that average can go lower. To, you have to be asked to do the home run derby, and uh, you have to hit home runs to do the home run derby. So let's see just, like, slides in there with the... Uh, the, the Bobby Valentine glasses oh, and mustache God. disguise, which would be awesome. Just, like, run out there. See, there's a reason why you got out of bed. Is have this kind of comedy. Hey, Andrew, real quick, oh. wh- what do you think of the Girardi-less Phillies coming to town this week? I was just going to ask that. It's the Ben Kenny series. Yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled. I can't wait. All I care about, if someone is not carrying some tasty cakes, in their backpack in the press box, then otherwise it's just a failure. You know what? It's just a failure. Andrew, it's the Ben Kenny series. Two teams that are playing like a bunch of losers lately. Uh, Phillies have won four straight. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here, yeah, I, I do like the Phillies right now because I am so sick of hearing people say, well, you know, Boycott Nelson with David Stern just spent the money. The Brewers wouldn't have this problem. Gestures broadly at the Philadelphia Phillies. Steaming pile of flaming. Hey, hey, hey. Mark Adonazio's got to buy old baseball tickets and 18% stake in Norwich City. I've heard about how the Philadelphia Phillies are a poverty franchise. I never said that. You said they didn't spend money. I said they didn't go over the tax. (laughs) No. Andrew? Because spending more money is gonna is gonna figure. Listen, this Mark Adonazio spends money. money. Hey, hey. spends money just not on the Brewers. He spends it on Jackie Robinson ticket stubs and English Premier League teams. Okay. He can do whatever the hell he wants. I know. I know he can. Have at it. If I had that money, I'd do the same stuff. Well, I'd probably invest I'd more in my team. Buy old Playboys and stick them under my mattress. That's a great investment strategy. You'd never be able to open them. Maybe I'll sticky. Come on. True. And do do they still like? Do people still use? porn magazines like is that still a thing i feel like that's a good question to ask your dad <laughs> well my father's deceased back, so <laughs> well then we take back what we already just said uh i don't know i'm sure there's some oh, hey, there, hey, hey, hey there's still people that drive manual you know manual cars i'm sure people still like to do it the old-fashioned way too with the magazine Andrew, I, I thought you meant without a mask on. Stick shift. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. good luck. <laughs> Andrew, good luck with your stick shift and your nudie magazines today, brother. It's going to be a day, gentlemen. <laughs> See you, buddy. My wife, Jen, her Jeep, she, made, uh, she had me take the top off the Jeep last week when it was so nice. Guess what I did not do or she forgot to ask me to do over the weekend, Rowney? Put it back on. Correct mundo. Guess what she had to do this morning? Call in sick to work. No. Drive, drive, drive into work without the top on her Jeep. I said, hey, honey, because I left at about 4.30. She was she was she just had gotten up a little bit. And I said, hey, honey, you better put a raincoat on when you're heading out today because it, it was raining pretty good when I was up. I'm like, you are not going to like that ride into work today. But, uh, yeah, apparently it was just misting a little bit. So there you go. Uh, how's the weekend, Rowdy? Did you do anything crazy over the weekend or you just watched the Brewers be inept? Yeah, I, did. I watched a lot of Milwaukee Brewers. Also went to a uh, family member's birthday party on Saturday night, and then I did do something last night, Uh which was a little bit out of my realm, just because I was so frustrated with watching the bums that are the Milwaukee Brewers play the last 
three, four games. You meditated. I watched a movie. I watched Top Gun, the original. Whoa. I'll give it an 8.7. 8.7 out of 10? And you know I don't give out 10s. And usually when there's a movie from the 80s that you watch, Rody, you hate it. It didn't have as much cheese. It wasn't as cheesy. I thought it aged decently well. My mind's blown. I thought you would have hated the original. Well, not hated it. I thought you would have been like, uh, meh. So you're you're in preparation for Top Gun Maverick. Then, yes? Well, every single person that I've heard talk about it or reviews that I've heard said it was a great movie. I know. I We need to see it, dude. I I got to see Northman still, the uh, the awesome Viking Norwegian kill him not kill them all, but awesome Norwegian flick. And then we got to see Top Gun Rowdy. In fact, our guy, uh, Corey and Marshall, he saw it over the weekend and he had messaged me about it. It said, big two thumbs up on the new Top Gun a young Ben Kenny who will be in here a little later. He saw it. He said it was a great movie. Everyone that I've talked to said Top Gun Maverick is awesome. So you give the original Top Gun an 8.7 out of 10. Yeah, I I was actually surprised because I thought, uh, you know how I'm hesitant to jump into Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> just because some of them, I'm just like, these are cheesy. It's like this, the Mission Impossible is not a fan. Have you seen the Mission Impossible? I've seen parts of them. You, I, see, I watched Mission Impossible 1 like, for the millionth time like over the weekend. It was awesome. I feel like for Tom, Tom Cruise movies for me are like hit or miss. I either really like them or I'm like, eh, whatever. I, I don't want to do any spoilers here, but if you haven't seen the original Top Gun yet, then that's on you. But how did you feel when Goose died, Rowdy? Surprised that he died that way? <laughs> yeah. But you like, damn. <laughs> like he... He just, he hit the top, what, cover or whatever. Yep. So, wow, eight points. Nice. And that's in preparation for Rowdy to see Top Gun Maverick. Got to do that, too. All right, awesome. But, yeah, I didn't think that that movie aged pretty well, and it wasn't cheesy. Like, it was believable. So, think about this. Rowdy, who, would I say hate Tom Cruise or just dislike Tom Cruise? No, I'm like, I'm hit or miss. It's like some of his movies are, I think, are good. The other ones are like. This one sucks. And you're pretty hesitant to watch like 80s movies in general, right? Yeah, because I think they're kind of cheesy. The Milwa- they don't age well. They don't age well. The Milwaukee Brewers. Like were- if you watch those movies at in the 80s, like when they came out, I bet they were like the cutting, height of cinema. Yeah, they were cutting edge. Yeah. Like it was as good as it got. But yeah. then when you grow up basically in the late 90s and 2000s and you see the, <laughs> the CGI and different things they can do, it's like... This just isn't that realistic. The Milwaukee Brewers were so bad over the weekend, it drove Rowdy to do two things that he rarely ever does. Watch Tom Cruise movies and watch 80s movies. That's how bad the Brewers were over the weekend. Wow. And you know what else is sad? The fact that that 80s movie lived up to the... I would say it surpassed its hype for what people said to me, because normally I would have been like, eh... (laughs) And it was more impressive than the Brewers. It was better time well spent. And the Brewers than had three the chances. Brewers try and play baseball. The Brewers had three chances too, because they had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to do it. Rowdy, wow, drove you, drove you to almost madness. Rowdy, I watched like an hour of a lot of different movies, and then I watched Top Gun. Yeah, just because I had the TV on, I had my laptop flipped open, and it was like. 
one eye on the TV. It started it's out like with you're two like eyes. Mike McCarthy. One eye's on yeah, one thing. It started one's on out with two eyes on the laptop. It's the Brewer game, and then all of a sudden, eh, it ain't going well. Now it's one eye on the Brewers, one eye on the the TV, That's and then like finally it's like, well, this is the home stretch for the Varsity Blue Boys. I might as well put two eyes on this. <laughs> Push the laptop over. So Ben. Young Ben Kenny. I saw Top Gun and well, IMAX. This is what I'm getting at. Rowdy over here watched the original Top Gun. He's not usually an 80s movie guy, and he's not really a Tommy Cruise guy. But the Brewers were so bad over the weekend that it drove Rowdy to go watch the original Top Gun. Rowdy gave it an 8.7 out of 10, the original. I saw you tweet out that you indeed saw, indeed saw excuse me, what's going on here? Like seizuring. That you saw Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. In the IMAX. Yeah. How was it? It was amazing. I it was the first movie I'd seen in theaters since Incredibles two, four summers ago. Which, Incredibles wait, two. by the way, amazing movie. I've, I've seen Incredibles and Incredibles. I'm a two. big Incredibles fan, so I I was excited to get back, but it, it exceeded all expectations. I walked in, I thought it would just be some stupid Tom Cruise. Movie, Man, Tommy Cruise which, is good. Which dude. I love Mission Impossible for what it is, but yeah. I thought it would be like that. There was a little more to it. I loved it. I still have never seen the original. I, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Wow. And, well, I, I will say, every good movie I see is like an 8 or 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And then there's only one that's ever a 10 out of 10. Dude, if you want a good Tommy Cruise movie, The Edge of Tomorrow. Haven't heard of it. Sick movie. Uh, so 9 out of 10 and Rowdy with Top Gun going well, 8.7 Yeah, seven. the Top Gun, the original from 86, it aged well. Like, it's not as cheesy as some of, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Yeah. Let's be real. It's not that's as like your body mass. It's Think not as like you. fakey like action fakey. scenes. Like it's, it's yeah. All, back when, a lot back of when those steroids movies, were encouraged. Go look at go watch go dude, watch Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall and you see a chick with three boobs. What the you tell me that's fake. You tell me that three boob chick's fake. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I've never seen the expendables. If you want if our resident expendables expert is rowdy. I've no, seen it twice. He loves the Expendables series. <laughs> I don't. It is what it is. I don't. Lo- I never watched any of them. I don't love the Expendable movie series. It was just funny because <laughs> I don't even remember. This was like a long time ago, but I'm like, yeah, the Expendables were on last weekend. <laughs> Expendables two were on last. Like they're like movies that are like, eh. There's nothing on on the weekend. Again, you, you watch listen. you watch like an hour of it if you catch the last hour or whatever. It's not like they're great movies where I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going home this weekend and I'm going to watch an old movie I haven't seen in a while. Give me Expendables 3. <laughs> well, what? They put together Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Mr. T, and who else? Was Jason Tatum, I think, is in like the oh, old one. Jason Statham. Yeah, the English. Jason, Jason oh, Tatum. I'm sorry. Jason Statham. Yeah. What the hell's his name? Wesley, the bald Wesley, guy. Yeah. Dude, there's yeah. some comedy in those two, like when they're See, breaking. He's our resident. So funny. He's our resident expendables <laughs> expert. They're breaking out Wesley Snipes out of prison, yeah. and he's yeah. like, from- and he's like, "What? What were you in there for?" Evasion. Which is he actually <laughs> went to prison for that. Yeah, it's Van Damme. All right, all right. Have you seen Terminator? Rowdy has it. Terminator Two is one of the greatest movies ever made. I don't think unbelievable, I've seen it. dude. Total Recall, Predator. Nah, they're so the fake. Running though. Man. It's like Last Action Hero. Come on. That was boy. before acting got good. Mr. Mom, Twins. Well, that was before nope. CGI, and that was before Cop. like nope. all of the. <laughs> All of like the editing and and stuff, so it's like so fakey looking. Well, I mean, yeah, they were a victim of the t- the time. Top Gun didn't have that at all. It looked pretty, like it was good. It's <laughs> uh, funny. All right, boys. Now I will say, your it was Arnold Schwarzenegger slander is very concerning I, to me. He's a Nazi. What? He's. <laughs> 
Get out of here, Rowdy. All I'm I not going to slander him. I, I'm just not passionate. I think Rowdy's just jealous of the body man. All, I have, all I have He's to, a Nazi. All I have to say is the top, the most unrealistic thing in Top Gun, there was two Rowdy, things. Rowdy, now you sound like you got purple hair or green hair calling people Nazis like that. The first thing is when they're doing the little sing-along in the bar slash restaurant, mm-hmm. that was a little cheesy. That was cheesy in Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Then I would say the only other thing is the way Goose died. <laughs> I'm not a pilot. Ben hasn't seen it. A spoiler. Well, they talk about it in okay. the new one. I, I'm not a pilot. I don't know exactly how things go when you eject. I've never ejected. But yeah, you see, you I, that, see seemed, that seemed a little bit like really he hit his head on the cover and. Now he's dead. <laughs> All right, the point but, uh, that's it. That those are the only two things. Like Schwarzenegger, like every other scene, it's like, oh, that looks fake as hell. Uh, unbelievable. Line one, Arnie, is this you? Who's this on line one? What's happening? Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's a tumor. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Ow, it's a tumor. Hey, what's going on, boys? Bowling. What's up, we, we missed while. you last week. I know you're, you're crawling in a crawling in a little hole. We thought you died for a second. Yeah, nice to been hear crying you. into the uh, been crying into the abyss at the paper towel factory. Yeah, back at work, baby. Unbelievable. Yeah, got to get back. Got to get back. I'm off now though for a couple days, but just for the next couple days. So, what kind of silly stuff's been? Oh, first of all, let's get to the Top Gun thing here. Yes. I two things. I just watched it the the original the other night because I haven't seen the new one yet. Uh-huh. I have to agree. Everybody in the Navy must be semi-pro volleyball players <laughs> and all know the words to sh- you've lost that love and fear. The Righteous Brothers, dude. I mean, come on. I think like, it's a requirement to get in the Navy. You have to be really good at volleyball and know the Righteous Brothers catalog. Yeah, Flying totally. third. <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh, I hear the good stuff about the new one, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Watch that huge embarrassing. After such a great comeback win in game one, what a beatdown. I couldn't even watch. The Celtics got annihilated. They missed. I can't even count how many shots they missed. It was so embarrassing. Well, it's they one apiece. So- one apiece for your Celtics. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, they could have won by 100, and it's still just one game. But, yeah. I mean, it's to Steph Curry, I would like to yank that mouthpiece out of his <laughs> mouth and just smack him in the face with it. Yeah, that's aggressive. Well, like. You know, he's he's like it's very, very boomerish. He's a very boomer take, he's, by the way. He's a, he's like oh, I'm just bored. I'm just out here. I'm gonna chew on my mouthpiece because it's not really hard for me. So I'm just gonna like keep throwing up balls, and they're gonna go in, and I'm stepping on my mouthpiece. And then Draymond Green, I'm putting him up for bag of the week. Oh, with his just little altercation. Just just because of his overall pass, he's basically Grayson Allen with talent. <laughs> Grayson Allen with talent. Well, yeah, and a winner, and you know, good at everything. I would say he does everything right. Uh, we'll have a loose nomination right now. Which... I would like I would like to have a goon on every NBA team that just goes out and throttles someone like that. Like, why, you know, do you you think, your... why do you think the Heat have kept uh, Adonis Haslam around so long? Yeah, I don't know. The Cel- I don't know who the Celtics would be. Well, there's time to figure it out. Pritchard, the rat boy. <laughs> hey. I say what you want about Rat Boy, but he's he's playing pretty well in, in pretty intense conditions. Well, normally no, have, when you call a guy a Rat Boy, it's because he is actually kind of good, and you're like, ah. no, they have one of the Housers on the bench. Oh yeah, they do got a Hauser at the end. Yeah. Paul, anything else in your mind, brother? Um, just wondering what I missed. You missed it anything all, dude. Good? You, you got to quit your job who, and work full time. I'm telling everyone who, that. Who, who was D bag of the week last week? <laughs> Jason Tatum. 
Oh, my God. I for didn't what? vote for him, Polly. I didn't vote for him. For what? Because he's invoking the dead ghost or the ghost of Kobe Bryant with his weird text message he's releasing. So strange. It's not. Dude, dude, what does Jason Tatum think? He's the only guy that liked Kobe Bryant. He's the the only one using his clout to get him attention. No, he's not. I don't see anyone else releasing text. They're texting dead people. He obviously looked up to the guy and is trying to channel. I'm sure sure everyone. I think everyone did. Well, I mean, what's the big deal? Well, he hey, died, listen, there was, there was him and there was Tommy Pham, and I was also up. So the people spoke. I voted for Tommy Pham. And Jason Tatum won. I voted for Ebo. And I voted for Jason Tatum. Well, that's all right. Paulie, we love you, buddy. All right, later, boys. Line two, good morning. Close encounters of the third kind. Thank you. Line three, who's that's this? what we do every morning. <laughs> Line three, who's That's this? the LaFond. Hey, that's the LaFond. Okay, get the LaFond. Is that the end of the day? Yes, bad. it is. Nah, what's up, dude? Not much. I was in your area. I was in the Wisconsin Dells. Not once, but twice over the weekend. I got to say, Yogi Bear, Jellystone Park, whatever the hell it is. What a really good time. I can't. That's sarcastic. Yeah, I mean, well, it is what it is, right? I had my my five-year-old goddaughter and my two-year-old other, my other niece. So, you know. I hear you. You got to go. You got to have, you got to, you got to do what the kids want to do, you know? Exactly. That's what they wanted to do. That's what they wanted. Of all the places, that's what they wanted to do. Z, I have a question oh, for you. Okay, I have answers. Maybe. What's up with your Photoshop game these days? <laughs> hey, what you. Do you mean? Hey, do you, is your Photoshop? You don't have. You use what? Snapchat. I, to, use, Snap, I, I use Snapchat. I think it's wonderful. I love the bad cheesy Photoshop. I think you're great at it. Well, yeah, it's that's... it's not you or 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 Nelson or me. Oh, is there a new is there a new one of you? Oh, there right, there are several. Can you DM them to me? I haven't seen them. Yeah, please. I, I, well, that was a long time ago. If you finally just got to those, that's that's on Ben. Then. <laughs> yeah, Benito Kenny. I mean, oh, the I'm YBK one was hilarious. The Netflix one <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that, that was a, that good was a really one. good one, actually. Uh hmm. I mean, what were you talking about? What did you, you call him for? I mean, not that. And that's not like well, any hole. I love Rowdy you. Watching, Rowdy finally watching Top Gun and liking it. That's good. If I was Top Gun, I don't know why that it was on Netflix. Yeah, it's I don't on know Netflix. why they didn't. I, and now it's on Paramount. I think it is. Hmm. I don't know why they didn't pull it from all streaming service and make you rent it. That would have been the smarter move. Well, because it gets you to pay for the streaming service, and then most people won't cancel it. So then you keep paying and keep paying and keep paying. It's a way to bring people in. Just find an illegal yeah. stream like a normal individual. Well, I have Paramount, so I oh, wasn't. I, well. I watched it on Netflix or Paramount or one of the two. Um, but uh, yeah, go see number two if you haven't yet. You'll, I think you will give it about the same grade or a little bit higher, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm going to go watch it. And then the Expendables, love it. <laughs> Corny as heck, but love it. What are you in jail for? Tax evasion. <laughs> Here, see, see, I'm glad you said that. So yes. it's corn, it's corny, no, but no. you don't like the corny no, 80s. Nope, let me, let me, let me talk. Okay. okay. Ta, ta, he, ta, ta. You said it's corny. I agree with you. It's corny. It's kind of funny. It's the body mass. It's the whatever. It's basically the 1980s movies, but with better CGI and better, like, um, stunt scenes. They're not as fakey. Exactly. And it's like, you know, all those 80s movies are like, oh, maybe we can get one, two superstars. And this, you get, like, 13 of them. They always finally agree, like, hey, we're up in our 50s now. We might as well take this semi-payday and roll with it. 
Just imagine, like, they what they're on Expendables 3, they made Expendables 4, and Tom Cruise comes in. Hey, if you guys want to see even worse CGI or whatever it is, go watch the original Clash of the Titans. <laughs> uh, I'll take your word for it. I mean, I, I've watched Total Recall, the original and the new one, and the old one. Oh, what do you so think of the chick with the three boobs and the original Total Recall? Um, hot, hot or not? I had to take 10 minutes off the movie. Had to pause? Yeah. Yep. Z, anything else before the show? Uh, yep. Uh, love you. It. All right, love you, buddy. Later. Yep. See, I don't hate the premises of those old 80s movies. It's just I can't get past the bad you CGI and lose, acting. You just got to lose yourself in it, okay? <laughs>